Hello, and welcome to Fly Over the Groove, the Michelle Brangwen Dance Ensembles podcast. I'm Michelle Brangwen. Thank you for listening. Today is a very special episode, and we're doing something a little bit different. I have trumpeter Tim Higgins, who is playing live trumpet in between my talking. If you've seen the movie The Score with Robert De Niro, with a score by Howard Shaw, Every time you see Robert De Niro sit down in a chair, lonely in his apartment, you hear this beautiful muted trumpet. That's actually Tim Higgins. So I uh, will attempt to be as thoughtful and entertaining as Robert De Niro, but I don't think I'll be successful at that. But (laughs) I am very happy to talk to you today about something that I think is really important. I think that we're, of course, living in an overwhelming time. And this podcast episode is not meant in any way to lessen or reduce our collective struggles and losses. It's rather an effort to illuminate the continuing of the artistic journey during these past few months and to express my gratitude at being able to do so. I also seek to emphasize the importance of art and artists during this time and the importance of people listening, watching, responding, people like you, for the energy and the connection goes both ways. The title of today's episode is My Love is Stronger Than the Universe, in gratitude for my dancers, musicians, virtual class, Diego's roof, and for you. Art is the ultimate sharing of the mysterious essence that makes us human. It is like the Bee Gees song written for Dionne Warwick, My love is stronger than the universe. That's a line from the song, Heartbreaker. Our love of dance is bigger than these circumstances. Our love of music is bigger than these circumstances. The power and motion in our bodies is more powerful than the limitations. so much gratitude that I am rehearsing with my stunningly beautiful and poetic dancers over Zoom. I see their smiling faces on my screen and their positive energy permeates the entire rehearsal experience. The week may bring a dull ache of worry and feelings of anxiety, but post-rehearsal, my dancers have made my heart soar out of this body and into an unconfined space of sky and possibility. We are continuing to create work together that we rehearse over Zoom and then each artist is filmed separately in an outdoor location. For rehearsals and home class, we are all in tiny cramped spaces. As I watch the recording of rehearsal to make notes for the next one, I am enchanted by the fluidity and the quality of movement the dancers bring to the work. 
Of course, some movements don't quite fit in the space and have to be adjusted. But dance for me is about the quality and feeling of the movement, not some sort of abstract perfection of steps, although we always try to work for that. And actually, there is indeed a kind of perfection in their execution of the steps in the limited space. It isn't a compromise. It is an art form. Watching their work, one can have no doubt. This is not to say it's easy. It is to say rather that it is essential. And that is why we do it. We work with live music and our musicians are normally a key part of our rehearsal process. Dancing to them playing live and interacting with them is an essential part of our performance work. Now we are working with recordings of them playing, layered each track on the other because they are unable to even record together. We do, however, know each one of them well, know their sound, how shared the stage with them. We can envision them playing as if they were part of us. Our latest work now in progress, Come Come, Whoever You Are, set to music by Danielle Reich, starts with a beautiful and calming ostinato played by bassist Thomas Helton. I hear his deeply resonant sound coming through our speakers. In the middle, I hear Danielle's sterling voice soar above the music, and I feel incredible emotion well up in me. And of course, there is the amazing Tim Higgins on that score as well, and here with us recording. Unlike Orchid People, for this project, we are using a section of improvisation in the latter half of the work. Most of our live performance works include a section of improvisation for dancers and musicians together. It is an important part of what we do, and I wanted to incorporate that into this second digital project. This spontaneous section of the new work also gives the dancers the opportunity to respond to the space of the outdoor location they will be filmed in. This time, unlike Orchid People, we will not all be filmed dancing in the same place, with the same kind of surface or outdoor temperature, so the movement could organically, in this section, respond to all of those elements. I encourage the dancers to go down their hallways into their kitchens in rehearsal to get the sense of traveling and using other space. Even in the choreography, I created some traveling steps to take everyone away from their dance area and back so we would keep the feeling of traveling in our bodies. I watch the dancers in the recording of the Zoom rehearsal and I get so excited by their creativity. I hear our musicians and I feel them in the space with me. These artists become an elixir of the heavens designed for optimum hydration of body and soul. As we all know, Zoom makes your eyes hurt and your stomach queasy. Sound gets garbled. People get bounced out of rehearsal. I can't imagine learning complex choreography to complex modern jazz from a flat screen, 
but the dancers do so with such dedication and precision. I never compare this process to what we normally do. I only think it is this or nothing, and nothing is not acceptable. Nothing is the abyss while creation takes us to a better place. No essay on gratitude would be complete without expressing thanks to Diego and Gladys Salazar for giving us a safe, inspiring, artistic rooftop on which to film. After months of dancing in tiny spaces, it's like being released from a cage into paradise. No wings, no Marley, but the sky is our theater, the sun through the clouds becomes our boom lights, and the buildings are our steadfast and captive audience. I don't want to focus on my own personal reactions to the ongoing circumstances of the pandemic because we have all faced this together. We have all had incredible experiences now with friends and loved ones. And the pandemic has laid bare our rapidly growing social and economic inequality and elitism. I only mentioned to give context that in the past few years I've had some unfortunate experiences with loved ones in emergency rooms. When the pandemic hit, it triggered my hospital PTSD in a way that was debilitating. Tears streamed down my face all day long, even though no one that I knew personally was in the hospital at that time. It was enough for me to just read about other people experiencing it. What gave me a centered feeling and hope was the ability to keep dancing and to create. At first, I did my own warm-up in our tiny living area. I am a contemporary dancer, but all my life I have taken ballet, as it is the best thing for me to keep strong in my body and placed. I was fortunate to find, at a young age, a teacher of unparalleled genius in Nancy Bielski. I not only learned the technique of ballet, but important things about dance that are universal. Like cellist Yo-Yo Ma explaining that he learned from Leonard Bernstein that it is not the notes you play, 
but how you go from note to note that makes the music. Nancy Bielski would say that it isn't the shapes you make with your body, but how you move from shape to shape that makes the dance. The integrity of the back and the connection of the feet on the floor, she espouses, are universal principles applicable to all dance techniques. I, like many dancers I know, walk on stage and hear her voice in my head. What do I hear? Just a phrase or an image she has repeated that instantly helps me be better placed, move more easily, balance more securely. When Nancy Belsky began teaching virtual class from her home, I began taking class regularly. I would wake up and read the news. The heartbreaking reports of the pandemic seemed to instill a kind of paralysis in me. I just didn't want to move. When you live in a tiny apartment, there aren't many places to go once you get up. Setting up a makeshift dance floor, the space becomes a studio. Some days in my six feet by five feet area, it's hard to make the steps fit, and other days I am amazed at what I can fit, try, and even execute without smashing into the furniture that hovers generously close to the edge of my mat. All these boxes that Nancy Bielski must be looking at during an exercise, and yet I hear, Michelle Brengwin, chin down, and I adjust. I hear her talk about how everyone seems to be not straight up these days, as in tilting their hips. So I begin to be filmed dancing on the beautiful rooftop, and the first thing I do is check the placement of my hips and the upper body on top. It's all jacked up before I have even started to dance. Let me get it all in place, and then we can fly. Every day that I take virtual class, I am amazed at my emotional transformation. Some days my heart feels so sad and heavy, but here I am holding my chair on my tiny floor, and I can feel something stronger than the circumstances of this pandemic. I feel my life and my community flooding into me, in my space, because my love is stronger than the universe and because of these amazing people. And because of you for reading, for listening, for watching. If you'd like to find out more about the Michelle Brangwen Dance Ensemble, you can visit our website, brangwendance.org. There you can see Orchid People, our new dance and music film that we created this summer and premiered via live stream this fall. It's embedded on our website. 
You can also find out information about upcoming live streams of our new work. Come, come, whoever you are. This has been Fly Over the Groove, the Michelle Brangwen Dance Ensemble's podcast. Please wear a mask, stay safe, stay strong. Remember that artists are still here. I'm Michelle Brangwen. Thank you for listening.